Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this Turn It Up Tuesday where we're cranking it up to 12. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. A lot going on in the world of the National Football League. Orioles and Tigers baseball about to start here. Four minutes down in Florida. Keep you up to date on the score there. We're going to be talking to Jerry Palm, bottom of the hour, about the upcoming NCAA tournament and bubbles bursting, perhaps. Maryland's not even on the bubbles. They don't have to worry about it busting. But can they at least touch it before the regular season ends or there's Big Ted tournament have to be part of it? But let's talk about the Steelers. Their offseason that is and will be and the, the needs. Hey, they made the playoffs again, which they – tend to do, but it's been a while since they've won a playoff game, and here to talk about that and more, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, he is with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, WGK Law Guest Hotline, let's welcome back to the show, Brian Backo, Brian, what's up, man? Not much, guys, uh, I was just telling Nolan off air, yeah, I, uh, I'm not at the Combine, my agent told me I didn't need to go this year, <laughs> I've covered it before, they know what I can do, they know I can transcribe quotes. So I'm, I'm back in Pittsburgh, but uh, Steelers GM Omar Khan hasn't spoken yet out there, and uh, you know, there, there's been a lack of Steelers action thus far. All right, now we, I did see that uh, Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, could possibly be looking to make a move with Justin Fields here if they're choosing to do so within the next couple of weeks. And, you know, reading the uh, the interweb, Brian, that, uh, you know, the Steelers could possibly be linked there among other teams. I mean, any any buzz around Justin Fields, assuming that if he is available, that he would fit perfectly into that Steelers' Arthur Smith-led offense this year. A lot of buzz around Justin Fields from the fan base and us media types. I, I don't know about inside Steelers HQ other than – you know, it had it had been reported back in that 21 draft, uh, you know, circa the 21 draft that the Steelers were interested in him. Obviously, not enough so to make the big move the Bears made to, to trade up. They stood, uh, stayed pat and, and drafted Najee Harris because they needed a running back at that time. But uh, I'll tell you the the three names that I think are generating you know the most clicks and uh, articles right now in, in Pittsburgh are Fields. Russell Wilson, and to a lesser degree, Ryan Tannehill because of that Arthur Smith connection. 
from Tennessee. So uh, when you don't have a quarterback, the carousel is always spinning and you're kind of just constantly churning through these potential options and taking the temperature of, uh, of readers and listeners to see what people think. Hey, Brian, why um, Arthur Smith? The, the biggest thing, and I've known Ar- Arthur was on a staff with us at Washington with Joe Gibbs. And then I'm guessing that uh, Danny Smith probably had a little say in that, or Tomlin asked him about Arthur, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I don't know that the direct connection between Tomlin and Arthur Smith, but I know Arthur, when the Steelers have played the Falcons the last couple of years in preseason, regular season, he's spoken highly of Tomlin and says he always tries to pick his brain at coaches' meetings and things of that nature. Um, I think Smith's got a relationship with Sean McVay, who knows Tomlin uh, decently well. And, yeah, Danny Smith uh, worked with, with Arthur Smith mm-hmm. back on those uh, Washington teams with – you there in the front office. So a lot of just tangential connections, which is often how the sausage gets made this time of year, for sure, in the NFL. I know, uh, you know, as much as I think it's a good fit for them schematically and in, in matching the, the new play caller to the personnel already on your roster, there's also a school of thought here in Pittsburgh of should the Steelers have replaced Matt Canada with somebody, you know, from more outside their comfort zone, somebody from the Shanahan tree or you know the more direct Sean McVay tree the Steelers went with somebody who likes smash mouth football likes two tight end sets um you know has has been a head coach now it's always fascinating to me how he's probably gonna have to flip the personality a little bit from big boss to offensive coordinator so I, I think it was a good hire but it was one that the Steelers got done fairly quickly and didn't turn over too many stones for an offense that needs a heck of a lot of help how does Pickett fit in? That's a great question because, you know, Smith likes a lot of play action under center. At least he did uh, in, in his two stints as a coordinator. Obviously, every good uh, coordinator has to, you know, kind of fit what he does to the players that he has and especially the quarterback that he has. But I, I think it's worth asking, you know, does it does it matter? I mean, do you even really worry about fitting what you do to Kenny Pickett? Has he you know, more or less earned uh, that at this point in the NFL. I don't know that he has with his play through two seasons. I think he he has the skill set to do some of those things, but just hasn't really done it. You know, the the Steelers were a big-time shotgun team last year and, you know, a a decent amount of, uh, you know, 11 personnel, and that's what Pickett uh, was, I think, most comfortable with. So I'll I'll be curious to see as we go through the offseason here, OTAs, minicamp, is he cool with, uh, you know, turning his back to the defense for, for those handoff uh, fakes and then, you know, being able to read the field quickly? Uh, there's a lot of big question marks around Pickett, and uh, one of those is for sure how he fits into what Arthur Smith likes to do. How do you think Pickens and Johnson fit into Arthur's offense? I guess, you know, you could tell Pickens, hey, you're going to be, you know, like A.J. Brown was. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, something that kind of immediately the, the Flames were stoked a bit from, uh, you know, Steelers social media the minute that they hired Arthur Smith. It was, okay, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are punching the air right now because we know he didn't feature really more than one receiver uh, in Atlanta, but they did have a powerful running game. Tennessee, yes, A.J. Brown got to eat. You know, Corey Davis was more of an ancillary number two. And I think this was a – a subplot of even the 2023 Steelers with Canada was only one ball to go around. George Pickens, probably your most talented 
playmaker, but Deontay Johnson is the guy who's been targeted and paid like the number one receiver. So that's always an interesting dynamic to me, especially as you get into this part of the offseason now where, hey, Johnson's going into the last year of his contract. Pickens, you know, we know has two years left before they'd have to do anything there. Do you sniff around what the market would be for somebody like Johnson? I, I don't know. I probably would if I were Omar Khan, but uh, maybe for all we know, they think he's an integral piece and they got to have him there for Pickett. It's just, uh, yeah, I mean, they like running 12 personnel uh, under Arthur Smith, and uh, we know the Steelers want to feature Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, so somebody's going to lose out big time on the, uh, the, the touches, the targets, and the overall stats. What are the biggest needs going into the draft and free agency for the Steelers? You could put the letter C and you could circle it and you could just keep circling and just keep circling and keep circling. They just cut Mason Cole, who was their starting center the last couple of years. He was, a, he was a fine veteran pickup in 2022 last year. He, he had a lot of trouble just snapping the ball. It, it hurt them at times offensively. They clearly, needed to upgrade but not only are they looking to upgrade they just outright moved on from him so they don't have any obvious starting options right now at center i just knowing how the steelers do business i would assume they'll address that to some extent in free agency it, it might not be you know a big ticket signing if there even are any centers out there like that this year but they'll, they'll get somebody with some starts under his belt or a starter capable at that spot but this could be the year that they, you know, finally try to address that and a franchise that has a long lineage of your Mike Webster's and Dermani Dawson's and Marquise Pounceys. Uh, they've got to find that that next one for their offensive line. So I think it's center, and then at least for right now, a pretty big gap. And then you start to get into third wide receiver, another offensive tackle, specifically a right tackle, uh, D line, inside linebacker, and corner. Brian Backo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. Brian, last thing for you before you follow along with the NFL Combine there at, at Indianapolis. There was a lot of chatter, sometimes loud, about Mike Tomlin's job security or his long-term future with that Pittsburgh organization, I guess, where there's smoke, there's fire. Why did the chatter get to the point we had never heard before? And will that continue to be a thing depending on their success on the field this year? I think it's a number of factors. I mean, just first of all, when you do anything, any job for 17 years, let alone in the NFL, let alone as a head coach, the, the end will come eventually. So I just think with each passing season, there's got to be a little bit more of a rumbling of, okay, how, how much longer? Two, uh, he's going into the last year of his deal, and the Steelers typically extend by now. I still think that's coming for Tomlin this off season, but it's, it's notable. The timing is, has differed a bit from past years and three, just being stuck in this sort of slightly above mediocre rut that they've been in since really 2017. Uh, we know they've gone through transitions from quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger to GM with Kevin Colbert to multiple offensive coordinators, but you know, they, they've got to try to get over the hump at some point and you know it was around this time last year the team president art rooney the second said he really doesn't evaluate tomlin on anything other than he's glad he's their head coach but you know you flash forward a year another early playoff exit and rooney says they're all growing a bit impatient so he's also said he still believes in tomlin to be that guy to lead the room but uh, i think the natives are restless here in pittsburgh too 
Uh, clearly, he's coming back, but you know, there's, he's he's seen more days as the Steelers head coach than he's going to see. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, well, you know how our rational fans can be. We had people <laughs> wanted uh, John Harbaugh fired after the Ravens lost the uh, championship game to the Kansas City Chiefs. He is Brian Backo, Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Brian, always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of your Turn It Up Tuesday. We'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Brian. Likewise, guys. Yep. Thanks. We'll see you. All right, Brian Backo, everybody. We'll come back here from Eric DaCosta. Met with the media earlier today. Orioles and Tigers underway. We'll give you a score update there as well. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Orioles, Tigers down at Sarasota, one zip. Bottom of the first inning, Zach McKinstry took uh, Grayson Rodriguez deep. G-Rod, as we'll call him, did have two Ks in that top of the first inning. But home. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Run there. Orioles at the plate. Jackson Holiday against Matt Manning. Talented young pitcher for the Detroit Tigers there. So one nothing here. First inning down in Sarasota. Talk about the upcoming NCAA tournament, at least as the bracket looks right now with Jerry Palm. Hey, is Gonzaga even in it? What's going on with Michigan State? All of a sudden getting cold again when it looked like they were getting hot. And obviously Maryland is on the outside looking in and rightfully so. I don't think you can make an argument that Maryland deserves to be in the conversation. Now they win their next three games because you got Northwestern coming up tomorrow. Maybe that'll make things interesting, but you got to win three, then maybe two in the Big Ten. But we'll talk to Jerry about all of that and more bottom of said hour from CBSSports.com. But let's get back to Eric DaCosta. Met with the media a couple of hours ago in Indianapolis as the combine is happening. Hey, look, there's Adam Peters, the GM and the commanders talking to the media as we speak. But EDC talks about Adape Owe's 2023. Well, we were really happy with this game this year. Uh-huh. You know, I think sometimes people get really caught up on the, the number of sacks that people right. get. 
we prefer to look at pressures and disruptions and the ability that they affect the game. And Odafe's probably one of the hardest working players we have on our defense. He's got a great motor, plays with a, a passion. Uh, he's an exciting young prospect. He has battled back for some injuries, and we think that uh, this is going to be a great season for him. We're very, very excited about what he brings to the table this year as one of our primary edge rush guys. That was the last statement is concerning to me, Bob. What's that? One of our primary rush guys. Because last year against Kansas City, Bob, it was uh, Van Oy and Clowney started and played a lot. You know, so um, he's he's got to get more productive. I mean, all right, his pressures or whatever, but he's got to have double-digit sacks, which I don't think there's any way in hell he can get. 13 for his career probably says double-digit sacks are out of the question, but you never know. And I'm going to go ahead and assume, too, Vinny, that since he's under contract, I mean, you got to talk about like he's LT oh, yeah. to some level here, too. If he was a free agent, I don't know if they'd be talking about him as glowingly as they've been talking about Justin Matabike here, for instance. Right. I totally agree with that. He'd be... He'd be looking. He's uh, floating around with J.K. Dobbins right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the, you know, I mean, Bob, he does work hard. He, he can run like a deer. He plays hard. But he's just not a natural rusher. That's the thing. You know, I mean, you saw a flash here and there, but that, we've seen that all along. He just can't get consistent in any of his movements. Eric DaCosta, well, the wide receiver class, the draft class, there are some interesting pieces yeah. here. Ravens have the 30th pick. I think we'd all be surprised if that's the direction they would go, if that, in fact, is their pick. But here's Eric DaCosta talking about this year's wide receiver class. I think always. I mean, I think that's a critical position. I think the uh, the data supports that, and that's a position, too, where some of these guys are like race cars. They break down at times. And so having a depth at that position is critical. We saw that this year. We think we built the room out pretty well this year and we're able to sustain some injuries along the way. Uh, so we will look at that. I think it's a very, very deep year in the draft. Uh, this draft class is, is pretty impressive from a receiver standpoint. Uh, we'll assess that talent and see what kind of falls our way and then look at the free agency crop as well. Yeah, I, I, well, they've got three. They've got three on four under contract. And I think they'll add two more. I don't know if they'll if, – if they go for a free agent, Bob, it'll be a cheapie. Yeah, they re-signed Aguilar. Yes. And they have Wallace. And then Bateman, Bateman and, Flowers. and Flowers. Right. I think they I think they go in the middle rounds, Bob. And, I mean, why why go to free agency where the money for receivers is, all, is crazy, whereas in the draft, it's a real deep draft? Kind of makes sense – you know, to get some cheap labor. I would agree with that. I mean, you have, uh, you know, T. Higgins, assuming they don't reach an extension with him in Cincinnati, he's getting almost $22 million, and he's not happy about that. I mean, these guys want crazy money. They want like, guaranteed money. Yeah, and look, it's the, the league has changed. You know, you go back 1979, running backs are the ones making the big dough, yep. wide receivers, unless you're of the special breed. You're not getting paid crazy cash. But Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver, Ravens gave him 15 mil guaranteed. 
with some other incentives that could have gave him, what, like 17? or I think he made over 16. So Odell Beckham got paid. He is hitting free agency again. What does all of this mean for the Ravens, Eric? We've just texted, great, great guy. I love Odell. Uh, he's become a great friend of mine and a, a friend to the Ravens. And, you know, I think we'll just kind of assess and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. In other words, what he's saying, we'll see what the price of how, sure. how far the price comes down. You know, if somebody wants to be, you know, crazy like we were last year, then he'll be elsewhere. If, do they resign him, Bob, if it's $8 million? You have a much better chance to do so. Oh yeah, he, he, he that that would. Fit. But would look, you rather me, give Derrick Henry eight? No, I was just going to ask you. Would you nine. rather have a running back or Odell? I'm going with the old uh, guy that gets the pigskin twenty times a game. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there with you too. Just because Odell was pretty much playing twenty snaps a game. Yeah, I, I think a running back gives you more, and it's not like Odell's getting a year younger every year. He's getting a year. Older. Uh, well, you heard John Harbaugh when we played him earlier talk about the O-line. That's kind of their number one priority. So, Eric, what are the plans for the O-line this offseason? We'll continue to build that out. Obviously, this year we're going to have probably some change on the offensive line in different ways. Um, remains to be seen exactly what that looks like. We will have a plan. Fortunately, this is a deep draft class as well. So we'll have a lot of different options in different rounds for players that we like at the offensive line position. At, at tackle and also guard. Probably unlikely that we're going to draft a center very high, but I think there's a lot of depth along the way, uh, specifically at the tackle position and the guard position. So that's exciting. It really helps me as we look at what that offensive line is going to look like. He didn't even mention, Bob, free agency for the O-line. Did not mention it. Said there's a lot of guys really deep, and we like guys that in every round at both positions. So... um they're not uh, free agency for O lineman ain't happening. How many starters does he need to draft this class of twenty four? I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two because there are no in house starters. I mean, no Faalele at right tackle. The only one Voorhees possibly, but missed a, an entire season. Right, but they came back in the they they got an extra pick to come back in and get him. So. Um, possibly Voorhees, Sala would have, to me, Sala has probably a better shot than Cleveland or Falaile. And here's Eric DaCosta. He was asked by the media there in India, uh, what do you look for values wise? What do you value in there when you scout players there? Um, and I think integrity is important to me. Passion for the game is important to me. Work ethic, dependability, growth, mindset, grit, all those things factor in. You know, it's something that we uh, we really kind of focus on. You know, I mean, anyone can watch tape and assess how good a player can catch a football or bend his knees or make a tackle in space or block somebody. But to me, the secret sauce is really knowing the person behind the tape, the personality of the player, how he carries himself day to day. Yeah, that's uh, there's no doubt there, Bob, because, I mean, how many great players have there been that, number one, don't love the game and don't work? You know, just wanted to get paid. Those guys fail. Yeah, that's why the that's why the interview. Well, the fifteen minute interview really is nothing. It's the the scouts that go to the schools that talk to the trainers, the coaches, and all those people, the strength coaches, and find out who the guy really is. 
And if it's a guy that loves to compete, you know, wants to win at all costs and, you know, it has football intelligence and he's tough. But the, the, the two biggest things to me, you know, compete level and love of the game. I mean, it gives you a chance. And lastly, here's Eric DeCoste. He was asked about the state of the team. They just made the AFC Championship game. They were the number one seed. They made the playoffs five of the six years. Lamar has been with the organization. Is the competitive window still open there, EDC? Right. Well, I think we've got a great locker room, uh, great coaching staff. We built the team the right way. Uh, tremendous Tremendous pride for this team and just, you know, as hard as it is when I really step back and look at this season, I would say it was a resounding success in many, many different ways. So that gives me great hope that our future is very bright and we try to build this thing out so that we don't have windows opening and closing. Yeah, I would say as long as Lamar's healthy, I mean, their future is definitely bright. Franchise quarterback. You got a franchise quarterback, you got a franchise linebacker. You got a franchise D tackle. You got a franchise safety. So you got one at each level on the defensive side, and you've got a, an outstanding receiver, and you've got an outstanding couple tight ends, and you got an outstanding center. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We'll come back, shift gears, talk about March Madness, which is right around the corner with Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. His updated bracketology Orioles trail the Tigers. One zip McKinstry took Grayson deep in the top of the. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Or top of the first right now. We're in the uh, top of the second. Still one zip. Uh, he did induce Grayson Hira to hit into a double play there. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right here. 105.7 The Fan. Hey, 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cracking it up to 12. You pick the songs. We'll play them loud. Send your request. Plaza for text line. 410-583-1057. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. Let's talk some college hoops. Maryland tomorrow hosting Northwestern. To say Maryland needs to do some work is an understatement here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. We'll get to the Terps in due time. Let's break down the bracket as it might look on this February 27th. CBSSports.com. So on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show Jerry Palm. Jerry, what's happening? 
Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. Let's start with Gonzaga. And, there, and as you know, there's a lot of Gonzaga hate out there for whatever reason. Some people think they benefit from being in an air quotes lesser conference. But they've been to the tournament for multiple years consecutively. The run actually started with Steve Francis was still playing for the University of Maryland way back in 1999. Could this be the year, Jerry, that Gonzaga haters get their wish and they don't even get in? To the big day. Well, possibly. Yeah, it's definitely in doubt. Uh, they're one of my last four in, and really, um, they've got a pretty sketchy tournament resume. They are, um, they're, they've just got one quadrant one win at Kentucky. That's the only team they've beaten that's going to the NCAA tournament. They only have three quad one and two wins. It's now they've got a schedule that where they can improve that a little bit. They're at San Francisco. Not a tournament team, but not terrible. And then at St. Mary's, the the leader of this league, the West Coast Conference, and I think that if they don't beat St. Mary's, um, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. You know, if they go, they beat San Francisco, but they go, they lose to St. Mary's a second time in the regular season, lose to them again in the conference tournament, and all they've got is that win over Kentucky. I don't think they're going to make it. They're going to have to beat St. Mary's at some point. Now, looking at the Big Ten, Maryland's not in, and rightfully so. We're not even going to try to make, a, you know, a, an argument for uh, Kevin Willard's Turtles here. Disappointing season. Yeah, we can get into that all day long. But Michigan State looked like they were starting to cook. Now they're starting to scuffle. Looks like the mayor's going to get Nebraska in. Northwestern is going to be here tomorrow. They look like they're a lock to get in, and Purdue, obviously, in Wisconsin. So, Illinois. So, give us a status report on the Big Ten. Usually, Jerry, they get ha- or more than half the league in almost all of the teams looks like this one will not be the case in 24 no i mean Purdue's a number one seed barring some epic collapse um they may even be the number one seed uh you know illinois and wisconsin are in the four or five range right now with room to improve they both play purdue down the stretch here Purdue at illinois second to last game finish at home against wisconsin uh after playing michigan state on saturday so nice finishing schedule for purdue um and then after that, you know, Northwestern, um, I, you know, I, I don't throw the word lock around much, uh, but Northwestern is a home court hero, and it's kind of tough, you know, to get much of a seed if all you can do is win on your home floor, and that's definitely Northwestern. They're only wins away from home, Penn State, Indiana, uh, among, you know, competent teams, and that's that's just not great. I mean, they may make it, but you know, they may not last long if they can't win off their home floor. Nebraska is pretty similar, although they do have a win at Kansas State, which has crept into quad one um, after their win last night. But that's also not a tournament team, um, three and seven off their home floor. You know, they've got Ohio State and Michigan, the two teams at the bottom of the Big Ten right now, I believe, still. Um, although it's possible Ohio State moved up a little bit uh, on the road. So they get a chance to prove themselves on the road. But you know those two teams are definitely sketchier. Michigan State, gosh, they were they were doing all right until you know they uh, lost at home to Iowa and Ohio State back to back. Their two worst losses of the season, and now they're in trouble again. And you know they got to go to Purdue where they don't lose at home, and then they got to they get Northwestern coming in, and Northwestern's bad on the road, and then they got to go to Indiana, and Indiana's bad everywhere. So yeah. there's still some hope for Michigan State, but 
you know, they're going to have to finish strong here, and they did not have a good week last week. Wake Forest got that big win against Duke. Controversies with uh, Filipowski aside here, which has obviously been the big story the last few days. But is Wake, air quotes, lock, or do they still no, need to do no. a little work uh, here? No, they're my like last team in, I think. So, no, that's far from lock. Um, you know, Wake Forest, uh, that's another team that, that can't really do anything off their home floor. Their best win, their only quad one or two win away from home is at Boston College. That's not a tournament team or particularly close. Um, they're three and nine off their home floor. Now, they don't have any especially bad losses, but if all you got is Duke at home, Florida at home, Pitt at home, Virginia at home, you don't really have a very comfortable tournament resume. They're at Notre Dame tonight. That's the worst team in the ACC. Um, they're at Virginia Tech. They're probably not a tournament team, but that's still a tough road game. And then Georgia Tech and Clemson at home. So, you know, Wake's chances to really prove themselves off their home floor maybe have to wait until the conference tournament. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, talking about the upcoming NCAA tournament and the projected field, at least on February 27th. Jerry, you mentioned Purdue is a number one seed. Do we have a number one overall seed in the late stages at, of February? At the moment, Purdue. Um, Purdue, UConn, Houston are a bunch together and way ahead of number four, North Carolina. Like each of those teams could lose twice, and they're still one, two, and three in the bracket. So um, the gap between those three teams and the rest of the field is, is pretty pronounced at the moment. Uh, there's a battle for the fourth number one. Uh, Carolina has been there for about a week. Arizona was there before that. Tennessee's in play. Kansas, Marquette, I think all have a shot, depending on how they play down the stretch. Marquette gets a home game with UConn uh, still on the schedule, so there's um, a big opportunity for them. Tennessee's got a great finishing schedule as well, so we'll see how that all sorts out. And if Kansas ends up Big 12 champion, tournament champion, because I don't think they'll catch Houston in the regular season standings, uh, that would be a case for them to be number one as well. So should be an interesting battle for the fourth number one, but the top three are about as much of a lock as you can have. Uh, this far before Selection Sunday. Hey, Jerry, what about my alma mater, Iowa State? Yeah, I was just there. Um, I, I was at Iowa, the Iowa State-West Virginia game on Saturday. Um, that was uh, that's, uh, that's an interesting place. The, the Hilton, building is – Hilton Coliseum? Yeah, Hilton. yeah, the fans didn't really get energized until West Virginia took the lead late, and then they took over. And, and uh, all of the things I'd heard about it came – came to fruition that Iowa State, it looks like about a three seed. The, the problem for them is their strength of schedule was terrible in non-conference play, and it drags their whole strength of schedule down. But um, they've done well enough in, in the league, and the league is good, that Iowa State should be, you know, if they don't, you know, come back to the pack a little bit, at least a top four seed going into the NCAA tournament. Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com. Jerry, as always, appreciate the time and the insight. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks once these zany brackets are released here. All right, thanks. Thanks, Jerry. You got it, Jerry. Uh, Jerry Palm, everybody. It's Vinny at Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, give you an Orioles score update, and then take a trip through the Funhouse, Dolan McGraw, inside access at 2. Works. 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 Sucks. Sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. 
Orioles Tigers get it on down at Sarasota. Game's tied at one. Around Mountcastle, RBI ground out. Gets the Orioles run on the board. And then Zach McKinstry took Grayson uh, Rodriguez deep in the first inning here. Good news, though, if you want to look at it this way. Dylan Tate pitched a, a scoreless top of the third. Three up, three down. Remember, Dylan Tate missed all of last uh, season. Got a K in there as well. So the Orioles and Tigers through three now. Three complete, 1-1 one, one in Sarasota. Orioles will be uh, rolling through, what, Minnesota and then Pittsburgh. It looked like Skeens is going to pitch for the Pirates on Thursday, Nolan, which could lead to the number one pick last year going up against Jackson Holiday, the number one pick in 2022. Got to find all the intrigue you can in uh, spring training here. Yeah, Hyde, if you're listening, he's got to be in the uh, the top three in the lineup there. <laughs> don't don't put him farther down the lineup because who knows how long Skeens is going to pitch. We need the matchup. We all want to see it. Yeah, Jackson Holiday 0 for 2 with 2 Ks so for today. That's what, 0 for 6 with 5 strikeouts. Send him back to panic, the panic. Send him back to the high school rest. Yeah, I know. I mean, just... <laughs> He'll get it together sooner or later for sure. Ravens down at, uh, well, out in Indianapolis. Harbaugh, Eric DeCosta met with the media. I mean, they didn't say anything we didn't expect him to say. I mean, they, no one did bring up the playoff loss, which which is good because that was tomorrow will be a month since that game was played. Time's flying, man. Hard to believe, That's... no doubt about it. That's why I was thinking about this this morning. It's completely off topic. Yes. The month of February is terrible, by the way. It, nobody likes it. The weather stinks. <laughs> Valentine's Day is a nuisance. And then it's short. You get to the end of the month. You're like, oh, it's finally over. But then it hits you. Oh, man, we're already two months through the year. Slow down. Yeah. You got March 1st coming up on Friday. Friday. And then opening day is a month from tomorrow. As we look at the Ravens season, a month in the rearview mirror. The Orioles season is a month into our future. Look, it, it, I don't even get in the Christmas tree stuff yet, which is about nine months away. But anyway, it's going to be Memorial Day before you know it. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Then it's going to be 4th of July. Then we're going to be at the All-Star break. Then training camp's going to start. And all the zading, it just, it's churning, man. As long as we're breathing, though, in the morning, that's all that matters. Right, Nolan McGraw, a little philosophy for you. Just get me to opening day. That's the only thing I want to fast forward to. Well, we got that coming your way for sure. Orioles expected to be one of the favorites in the American League, even though these analytical guys and gals think the birds are going to take a step backwards. That's why they play the games. Inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes. Let's get out of here. Funhouse. Quick draws. Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that tweet, 105.7 The Fan. By the way, Mike Bauman's in right now, pitching. He's working fast, too. Already got two outs. Good for him. Uh, Moving on here to some texts. 
First one here says, maybe Rashad Bateman will feel the pressure of a contract year and ball out in 2024, but I doubt it. Crazy how snake-bitten the Ravens are when it comes to drafting wide receivers in the first round. Who is the best receiver they've drafted? I'm got to be Torrey Smith, right? Second-round pick out of Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Helped them win a Super Bowl, made some big plays for them, but they've, they've whiffed in the first round, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Travis Taylor comes to mind. Mark Clayton. Um, Perryman. Now here with Rashad Bateman. I don't know. If we talk about it on the show with Vinny, seems as though Lamar and Rashad Bateman are not uh, are not uh, feeling each other out there on the football field for some reason. Well, we might not have a choice next year. Right. The options are out. limited, at least as we sit here on February 27th. Uh, another one here says, I guess the good news is the Ravens have so many needs that they can't really go wrong selecting in the first round. In years past, it seems like we're hoping one position group falls to the Ravens, uh, but they could go O-line, pass rush, or corner with their top pick and fill an immediate need. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't think they need a wide receiver in the first round. Definitely don't go running back because the free agent class is deep and might be relatively inexpensive for one of them fancy names. But that O-line concern, I think, is real. I mean, there's still people that cover the team and project things when it comes to clearing up cap space, Nolan. There's still talk that Moses and Stanley could be gone. One or the other might be, post-June 1 anyway. We're kicking so many people to the curb. John Simpson's a free agent. Looks like Zeitler's already been told to, you know, pack his suitcase and never return. You got to keep some people. Tyler Linderbaum. Right. He just, he's a one-man gang there on the O-line. Well, it's funny. You mentioned receiver there. Would it be a surprise if they took one in the first round? I think a little bit, but looking just beyond 2024, I mean, you know, Bateman we think is gone. Besides Zay Flowers, you you don't really have anybody. So, I mean, if they did take a receiver, sure, people in the short term might be mad, but beyond a year, it could be a prudent pick. Yeah, I just think there are bigger needs than wide receiver right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, How about one more here? Texter says, watch this be the year that the Big Ten finally produces in the tournament. The conference is weaker than it's been in a long time, but the mass amount of bids have done them no good in recent history. Well, Purdue flaming out as a number one seed did not go well. I mean, they've had their share of tournament meltdowns under the Matt Painter regime. Maybe this is when they do make, uh, they got the player of the year again in Zach Eady. We shall see. But other than Purdue, what team do you think is capable of making a deep run in the NCAAs out of the conference? I mean, is it Nebraska? Is it Wisconsin? No. no. Wisconsin went through that slump. Maybe they get hot at the right time. Illinois, maybe. It's Vinny yeah. and Haney, 1057 The Fan. We're back tomorrow with Woman Crush Wednesday. Inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes for Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, and Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class dismissed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.